Thank you, Lord. Well, a little bit different this morning, but different is good. As long as it's God different. But uh, everybody knows Robin and Steve. I always call them Robin and Steve, but it's really Steve and Robin. But they've been Robin and Steve for years. But they have been a part of West Houston Christian Center for over 30 years. And uh, even before I got saved, they were here. And uh, both Robin and Steve have been big influences in my life. And Steve has been a, I hate to use the word mentor, but he kind of really helped disciple me, you know, when I was first before moving to Bible school and stuff. So he's always, they've always held a very special place in my heart. Their son, Jonathan, was the ring bearer in Michelle and I's wedding 25, 26 years ago. So we're, we're very entangled families. Amen. And, uh, you know, they never ask for anything. And that's huge. They've been here for 30 years doing our worship and being a part of this team. And Steve approached me a while back and he asked for a few minutes for this service this morning. There was something on his heart he wanted to share. And, uh, and of course, you say yes, and I'm excited. And I told Steve, if the preach gets on him, just keep going, brother. <laughs> you know, I got something planned, but uh, it'll wait. And uh, so I'm going to introduce and ask Brother Steve to join the platform. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, everybody. As you said, for anybody out there, I'm Steve Williamson, anybody watching online. And next week, we're celebrating New Life Sunday, right? So I have a testimony to share, but I got to tell a story. I'm a storyteller. Anybody that knows me. So here's some background. We'll start off with this. Um, most of you know I have two daughters that are at Baylor University. One works there after graduating, and the other one is attending there. She's a junior. And last year, my wife and I were at a football game. Now, keep in mind, we're both Aggies. So this is a big thing for us to go to Baylor and go to their football game. But we were at the football game, and at halftime, they recognized a man named Bill Glass. And he was big time at Baylor. And I just want to read a few things of his accomplishments here. He's a former student. He was an All-American football player at Baylor. He played 11 years in the NFL and even played in the Super Bowl. So, you know, big time. He was elected to the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, the College Football Hall of Fame, the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, and even spent nine years on the Baylor Board of Regents, you know, the governing body for the university. But his real legacy didn't come from football. So get this. While he was still playing professional football, he got his seminary degree. So how many football players you know they're also going to seminary? He was committed. And after he got his degree, he shared his testimony of how Christ saved him at the first nationally televised Billy Graham convention. That's a big deal. Talk about pressure. When Billy Graham says, hey, I'm having this first televised event. Would you like to share your testimony? You got to be solid with your testimony and with your, you know, with your faith walk, right? But after he retired from the NFL, he started a ministry called Behind the Walls, and it was mainly focused at men and women in prison. And for more than 50 years, he shared Christ with people around the world. And I think at last count, somewhere over a million people had gotten saved through his ministry. So this is just a guy that played football at Baylor, right? 
So they're recognizing him, not just for his football prowess, but also for his contributions in terms of giving back to the university as, you know, as an advisory capacity. But all of that stuff, all of that uh, athletic um, uh, uh, goals and, and trophies and, and winnings and all that pales in comparison to what he did for the kingdom. All right? And I didn't, I didn't know any of that, honestly. But when I heard his name uh, announced as, we like to recognize Bill Glass at the football. He comes out in the middle of the field, and he's an older gentleman, right? And, and the crowd you know, gives him an ovation for his contributions. And I was going, Bill Glass, why does that name sound familiar? And then it came to me that many years ago, Bill Glass and his ministry came through my hometown of Hamilton, Texas. Population 2,760. And he had a uh, crusade there out on our football field, which is a little smaller than Baylor Stadium, right? And he, after hosted, uh, and during this hosting the crusade, he was kind of famous for bringing famous athletes. So he brought with him a guy named Tom Landry that some of you may know one of the most famous football coaches, coached the Dallas Cowboys for many years, and he holds records for the most winnings and all that sort of thing. And, uh, and so, of course, that got people out to the football field to see this guy. And I did some research about that crusade because it happened when I was a kid, and I remember going to it, but I didn't remember much about it. So I found, because of the internet, we have lots of tools now, right? And I found the newspaper, that crusade, so I have a picture of it right here. And there it is. You see Bill Glass on the right, Jim Ray Smith, another football player, and then Tom Landry in the middle. So this is Hamilton Herald. Put in perspective, it's 15 cents. So this has been a while, right? This is in 1972. And this, imagine this small town getting these famous people suddenly showing up, and people like, no one ever comes here for anything. And so let's go check out this guy. Remember our population, 2,060. 400 people got saved at this crusade. That's 15% of our entire population. That's a pretty good deal. Would you, would you like to have 15% of just this congregation, right, Pastor? Imagine 50% of Houston getting saved. That's what I'm talking about. Imagine 50% of Houston getting saved. But I'm saying, in this little small podunk town, sorry, my fellow Hamiltonians, but you know, we know we're small. But he, he went there because God called him to go there. And he brought these people with him, and people came maybe to see the famous people. But you know what? What's most important about this event is that's when I got saved. Whew. And so on Tuesday, yeah, thank you. This Tuesday, April the 12th, I will celebrate 50 years as a Christian. Wow. 50 years. It's hard for me to believe even that it's been that long. But I can vividly remember that evening that I went to see this crusade. And I remember sitting up in the bleachers because I was cool because I was a kid. I didn't sit with my parents. They were over there. I was over here with some other kids. And so, you know, we, we, were, we were young boys, 
And then they call for the altar call, and I find myself getting out of the bleachers and going down there. And part of me is saying, I can't avoid this call. And part of me is saying, what am I doing? My friends are going to think I'm not cool or whatever, right? But God called me down these bleachers. And let me just tell you, when, when you're walking from there to here, it seems like a long walk. But when you're in the bleachers and you're walking to the middle of a football field in front of your entire hometown, it felt like everybody was watching me. Every eye was on me. And so I got saved that day and uh, I look back and I think, you know what, my parents took me to that revival. You know, I couldn't drive. So what did pastor say earlier? Train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, and guess what, I'm old. <laughs> and I have not departed from it. Now I had my ups and downs along the way, but I'm still here, 50 years uh, living the, the life that Christ has destined for me. And you know what? You see Bill Glass up there, and he was famous. He was in the Super Bowl. You see Tom Landry. He's been probably multiple Super Bowls. And I didn't go to see Bill Glass, and I didn't go to see Tom Landry. I didn't even know the other guy. I went because they had the world champion yo-yo guy there. <laughs> he was the yo-yo cha champion of the world. And... As a kid, that's the guy I want to see. And so I started looking back, and you know what? I remember that's why I went, but I could not tell you who he was or what his name was or where he came from or anything else. So now looking back after 50 years, I go, I need to find that guy. And so I did. So I looked him up, and here he is. Check out that style, guys. His name is Bunny Martin. You see, he's got the, the hairstyle, he's got the leisure suit sort of thing going on, but you can tell the man knows his yo-yo. I couldn't even hold a yo-yo like that, much less do a trick. But Bunny did this, and uh, he did this uh, you know, as a profession, and then he started going on the road and traveling. And in 1972, well, I guess I didn't say this, he won this champion when he was 16. So this was later in life, this picture. He was 16-year-old, won the World Yo-Yo Championship. And so, as you imagine, as a kid, also interested in that. But in 1972, ironically, the year I got saved, Bunny started entertaining and share his testimony, and he was asked by Bill Glass to join his crusade as they travel around to these cities and ministering the gospel and sharing with people and bringing famous athletes. So in my world, that yo-yo is an athlete, right? Because that's something the kid could relate to. So talk a little bit about Bunny, because probably a lot of you haven't heard of him because this was a long time ago. And for 50 years, he used his skills. Uh, he did this, did a little magic, did some things to entertain but also he shared his testimony. And he would go around to, um, to NFL teams and Major League Baseball teams and share with athletes and coaches and just regular folks like me. And as he shared, and people were attracted to that, they came to see what it was about. 
Then he told them about Christ. A, yo, a, a yo-yo guy. I know Bunny's going to watch this one day, but, but, you know, in the big scheme of things, when you think of yo-yo, you don't think evangelist, right? But that's what he was to me. And so Buddy went on to uh, be inducted into the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Hall of Fame for his work with Christian athletes. He also had an active prison ministry and he ministered to over 2,000 prisons. Imagine all the men and women. And he did all of this while overcoming a severe stuttering problem. Pastor talked about that today. Uh, God doesn't call public speakers to be public speakers a lot of times. He calls someone like Moses who says, I'm not really good at speaking. And here's Bunny, I'm not really good at speaking. I can do a mean yo-yo. And God said, tell him your testimony. And along the way, Bunny also met another NFL guy who was with the Houston Oilers. You remember the Houston Oilers? And he asked this guy, would you please go to prison with me just as a favor to me? And the guy said, I do not want to be around those criminals. And he kept asking him, I, I really want you to go with me. I want you to minister to these men. Because he was an NFL player and, you know, he was, uh, you know, a hero type thing to a lot of these guys. And the guy kept saying, no, I don't want to go around those criminals. And he kept asking him for a year and a half. And the guy finally said, okay, fine. I'm going to go as a favor to you, but I'm not saying nothing. And he said he went over in the corner of the gym where these uh, inmates met inside the prison, and he didn't talk to anybody. But the whole prison showed up because they wanted to meet the NFL player, and they wanted to shake his hand, you know, get an autograph, whatever. And so they all showed up. He started shaking hands. Next thing you know, he's hugging inmates. These guys that he was like, I don't want to even be around them. Some of you know him, his name is Mike Barber. Mike Barber has a huge Christian uh, prison fellowship. Mike went on to minister for prisons for 46 years. He's still ministering, 46 years. And what he said was, that day when I was hugging those inmates, I got this funny feeling that that's what God was calling me to do. I go from I don't want to go, you can't make me go, to this is my calling. And that's because of Bunny. I said Bunny more times than I've ever said in my life. Now we're close to Easter, and this is a different Bunny. This was much more important in my life, this Bunny. Right? And so uh, after you know, reading more about this and sort of researching, I looked for Bill Glass because I just want to say thanks. And I found out that he went to be with Jesus in December. I saw him on the field mid last year. So here it is, April, well it was March when I was doing this. I thought, I just want to reach out to this guy. And I was a little too late, but he was a little too early. And he went to see Jesus and I am sure he is having a wonderful celebration up there, his first Easter in heaven. But you know what? I found Bunny. He's living in Dallas, not too far from my son. I called him and I talked to him. 
He's 88 years old. Still does the yo-yo thing. He told me to bring my grandsons over and he would give them a yo-yo and sign it for them. And I had the best time talking to Bunny about the important part he played in my life. And we never met and he never heard my name before. And in fact, I didn't even know his name. But this happened 50 years ago and it's still, as you can see, still touches me to think about the part he played. So why am I telling all this? What does being an athlete have to do with leading people to Christ? Nothing really. What does being a yo-yo champion have to do with leading people to Christ? Not much either. But what it has to do is using the talents that God has given you to share with others and being obedient to whatever God asked you to do. Like when, through Bunny, God asked Mike Barber to come visit prison. And from that, I don't know how many thousands of men and women have been saved. And it made me think about us as, quote, regular people, not famous, but you could be a stay-at-home mom or a teacher, a student, a mechanic, uh, I just, you know, I can look around the room, a DPS officer, you can be a lot of different things. And God's not asking you to be famous. God's asking you to just talk to the people where you are. Because you are uniquely relatable to someone. Something about you. I see my brothers and sisters from Nigeria, places like that. I may not be able to minister to a person from Nigeria, but another Nigerian, there's an immediate connection. For me, the yo-yo champion, that was my connection. He did something that I thought was cool and I had a yo-yo. And so whatever it is you do, you can reach out at that place and make a difference in someone's life. So use what God gave you, be obedient to what he asked you to do because God has a plan for you. Now when, <laughs> when Bunny won the yo-yo champion, he wasn't thinking maybe one day I'll find a worship leader that I can lead to Christ, right? He was just doing his thing. But then God said, you should share your testimony, and so he started. And that led to one thing and led to another thing. So it's doing that first thing. And if I go back to 1972, so I had just turned 12, now you're doing the math on how old I am. But I was asked, after I got saved, to teach the adult men's Sunday school class. So for some 12-year-olds, that's a scary thing. But for me, I was excited because I immediately, after I got saved, I felt that calling to teach. I knew it was there. And now I'm teaching old men about the Bible. A lot hasn't changed, but now I'm one of the old men. But when I, I felt, you know, God calling me to teach there, I found out later that Hamilton was the smallest town ever chosen for a Bill Glass crusade. I found out Bunny, the yo-yo champion, that was the first year he joined the Bill Glass crusade. So the two of them came to my small town because I think God was looking for me. I think God's like, this guy's ripe. 
He's been in church. He's been hearing the word of God. He's been studying. He's been going to Sunday school. His parents have been teaching him, and he's ready. And so he goes and speaks to these other guys and says, why not Hamilton? And I imagine Bill Glass goes, Hamilton? There's not even enough guys there to get a crowd. But as you say, God, like Mary says, be it as you wish, right? So if you're, accept, if you're thinking about accepting Christ and you haven't, or if you're thinking about going to that next step in your life, in your journey, in your Christian journey, just know that God will be there. God will be there when you're ready. And as I close, I just want to thank the Lord for my salvation because it's been 50 awesome years. I've had... I've been blessed in so many ways and through, I have my wife and my amazing kids and this church and all the things that, that God has placed in my life. And I just go back to, it all started on that football field because a few guys were just obedient to God. So I want to thank, you know, Bill Glass for his part in leading that crusade to listening to the God and not just being a retired football player but being a, uh, an inspired, energetic, excited um, minister for Christ and going and reaching to people, even reaching to the prisoners who most people, you know, they were forgotten and people don't want to go preach there. They want to go to a nice place like this. And I especially want to thank Bunny Martin for the part he did in showing us his skills, like you see it there on the picture, and just reaching out to the young people that were there that night, and like myself, and making a difference in our lives because he talked about yo-yoing, but he talked about Christ. And I think about every person that I've taught through my 30-something years of teaching, every sermon that I've spoken, every book that I've written, and every song that I've sang all goes back to that starting place where someone was obedient enough to tell me about Christ. Now, my parents had told about him. You know, my parents taught me about Christ. But seeing this stranger who just says, I care enough about you people to tell you about Christ because he cares where we were going, right? So my question to you guys is this, who are you going to impact with your lives? Because we're all going to impact somebody, good or bad. And my recommendation, if you will, is that if you just take that first step, God will do the rest of it. He'll find you and he'll take you where you want to go. And so I want to thank the Lord for my salvation. And one more time, if you're watching Bunny, thank you for reaching out to me that day. Amen. Amen. I have one more thing. Oh. <laughs> my lovely wife has something to share. Um, no, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I have a little surprise for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> but before I... Is Bunny here? Not exactly. 
I tried. Um, but I just want to say what a great testimony he's been to all those around him. He didn't mention that, that he worked for Shell Oil for 36 years, and that's where God planted him, and that's the people that he touched. And he touched many lives and changed, well, Jesus changed many lives, but because of the testimony that you shared. And so you've carried on that legacy, and I just want to acknowledge that. And then I have a little surprise for you. Hello, my name is Bunny Martin. I got a text message from a man that I never heard of. His name was Steve. And uh, he told me that, asked me, was I the Bunny Martin that was the yo-yo champion of the world? I said, yes, you have the right one. And he said, when I was 12 years of age, I went to a crusade, and I saw it advertised, and I saw your picture on it with the yo-yo champion of the world under it. And I came to the stadium that night when I was 12 years of age just to see you and see what you did with yo-yos. Unbeknownst to me, 30, 40 years later, I don't know how many years ago, uh, I found out that that was the night that Steve accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior and became a Christian. So I wanted to congratulate you, Steve, and uh, I'm honored to be a small part of uh, you coming to know Christ. And I'm so proud of you and Robin in church work. Keep on trucking for the Lord. And I'm 88 now and uh, still speaking and entertaining a little bit, not like I used to. So congratulations again, Steve. And I will be uh, remembering you on April 10, I think it is, when you give your testimony in your church and praying for you. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. How do you follow that? You don't. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Boy, that was one of the most anointed sermons I've heard in a long time. Thank you, Lord. You know, Jesus' last words were not, go make churches, go build TV networks, put satellites in the air. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. See how everything just came together for today? Our job, and this is something that Michelle and I, this is why we are senior pastors at this time, because evangelism was so instrumental in our foundation for Bible school and for all that we do. And I would never want to rob you of the joy of leading someone to Jesus Christ. 
I could say, well, we're just a teaching church or we're just a discipling church, and we are. But, you know, anybody that ever went into the military, whether you're a private or a general, they all learned how to march. It was 101. It was, it was military 101. Well, evangelism is military 101 for a believer. And I think what you've learned today is that each and every one of us holds the key in our heart to unlock the heart of someone else that we're having an influence in. So I want to encourage us as a body to just be willing and be open, to be obedient. You don't have to know the whole Bible. You don't have to know anybody's theology. All you have to know is, is this is how I was before, and this is how I am after, and the only way that I can explain it is Jesus Christ. You don't have to have some wild, crazy testimony of all the stuff that you got delivered from. For some people, they love that. But for others, it's, you know what, I got saved at a very young age, and I learned how to trust God more every day. And He's been faithful to me my whole life. What a testimony. Fifty years of faithfulness. Fifty years that He's been faithful to Steve. So this is our time. This is our call. This thing is rapidly wrapping up. Amen? And I believe in my heart before the return of the Lord, there has to be a revival. There has to be a return to holiness. And I, I'm not going to preach. I was going to finish what I did last Sunday when we were talking about the glorious church. And my sermon last Sunday wasn't about sin. It was about holiness. It wasn't about sin. It was about holiness. And the Bible says, like a muddied fountain or a polluted stream is a righteous man who falls down and yields his integrity at the feet of the wicked. Our testimony and our witness matter. If we're going to win people to Christ, they've got to be drinking from a pure fountain. I can't profess him on a Sunday, deny him on a Monday with my lifestyle or my actions. Are you a polluted stream or are you a pure stream? When people drink of you, does it bring refreshing? Does it bring life? Or does the taste make you never want to taste that again? Our character, our integrity, it all matters. Our obedience is everything to Jesus right now. Has anybody ever led somebody to the Lord before, one-on-one? How many of you would like to lead somebody to the Lord one-on-one? Every hand in the place should go up. It's so easy. When, you, when they find out that God's not mad at them and that He loves them, it's so easy to introduce Him to that God. Amen? So we're going to work on that. Right, Pastor Michelle? We're going to work on this. And we're going to arm you and we're going to give you some tools so that you will be more effective in the world that you go into to preach the gospel. Amen? Hallelujah. I think we had church this morning. I think we had, I want to thank all of our guests for coming today. Those that came for a baptism, we are, we are honored that you joined us today for this special occasion. If you're one of our guests and you're looking for a good church, hey, I think you found it. Amen. Amen. Not because I'm here, but because he's here. And if he's here, we're never going to get off. Let's stand to our feet. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, 
and you've never done what Steve did and walked down front, I don't have a yo-yo champion here. It's a very up and down lifestyle I've heard. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But if you've never received Jesus Christ, and I mean received him, I'm not saying repeated an oath or, or just came down front and, you know, then went and lived my life completely. I'm talking about if you have never received Jesus into your heart, then today's your day. If you're watching online, today's your day. You've got a, a room full of believers that are going to stand in faith as you begin and walk this new life. It's so simple. All you have to do is be brave. God will never force you into this decision. He'll never make you say anything. He gives you the opportunity with your mouth both to receive him or to curse him. It's your choice. But this morning, if you've never received Jesus Christ, I'm going to ask the congregation, close your eyes, bow your heads. This is a holy moment, a solemn moment. I know that right now there are people in this room and people watching online that are making a real decision for Christ. So just repeat this after me. Just say, dear Jesus, I receive what you did for me on the cross. I receive salvation. I receive healing. I receive deliverance. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Clean me from the inside out. Give me a hunger for your word. Lead me to a good church. Jesus, I want to know you. Be my best friend. I believe that you're the Son of God, that God raised you from the dead. And you now live in my heart by faith in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.